Lovers quarrel. It's a long sustained quarrel. What's going on, world? Hey, everybody. It's your guy, TJ, Mr. New Cool. And it's your girl, Danny. You're seriously sore sloth. That you sore from? Uh, my hip is a little sore. Um, you from know, out, from thotting and bopping. <laughs> I was thotting and bopping this weekend. You was twerking out there. I was shaking a little something, okay. but you know, it was chilly in New Orleans, so the some of the joints were a little stiff. Okay. But I still got it done. I got the job done. Okay. So how are you, my good sir? I'm doing well in yourself. Not bad, not bad at all. Still a little hoarse, as you can tell. I thought you were about to say horny. <laughs> no. <laughs> Like, oh, you wildin'. You want some different stuff today. But you're gonna be like, I like it. I mean, listen, who wouldn't like to hear that that talk? But I'm just saying, I know how you reacting. Well, I, horse. Horse. Anywho, welcome to another episode of Lover's Quarrel. Um, as always, if this is your first time listening, welcome. If it's your second time listening, welcome back. And if it's your third or longer time listening, you are family, or as TJ would like to call you, you are a lover now. Um, so just to kind of, let's just, ready to jump right in? We can, but before that, oh, live yes. show. Live show. It's coming. Yeah. Buy your tickets. They are going quickly. Please. Get you in, get you in. That's not a real good sentence coming from a teacher. Forgive me, y'all. Get you some <laughs> before they sell out. So November 17th, 3 to 5, Bowery Poetry Club, Lower Manhattan. Do your thing. <laughs> join yeah. us. Now we can go on the show. Now we can join, go yeah. on the show. So as always, it's time for our elevator talk. Would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? Are you going up or down? I'm going up. All right. I'm going down. Oh, such a buzzkill. I know. I've been down all... I mean, it's not really a down, like a Fucking negative. Fucking ruining the mood, TJ. It's not really a down or a negative, but it's just... The fuck, dude? Something that I witnessed, so it was kind of like down moment. Oh, okay. All right. Going down. So, while Danny was out thotting and bopping <sighs> in New Orleans... Uh, Being a great matron of mm-hmm. honor... I mean, listen, if you got a thought and bop to be a great matron in honor, I don't, I don't know. I don't want that job. But that's besides the point. It's not about you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we took, well, I took Tatum to a casting call. Mm-hmm. And it was a madhouse. Mad fucking house. Uh, everybody with their kids just trying to get their kids seen. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, this is my first time doing it. I didn't think it was going to be this crazy. But, you know, lines is long. We moving up. We get up there. And it's like wall to wall of just people and kids and people bringing their fucking strollers. And so, you know, me and my mother, we get off the elevator and people are like, you know, some people are screaming, like, just take the elevator down one flight, come back up. So that way it'll be more room. But nobody wanted to do that because... Everybody felt like they would be missing something. They was going to lose their place in line or something. So, mm-hmm. down comes, there was a white woman. Was there? And Isn't she, it always a white woman? Yeah. Yeah. So, she had her child. Her child was in a stroller. Was her child mixed race? I don't know. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even care to see the child. Um, And because it was so hectic and everybody's trying to get seen and everyone is doing, you know, moving around 
some people were bumping up against the stroller. Yeah. And then she proceeds to say, she, she, she proceeds to complain that people are squeezing in and um, how dare they hit her child and what kind of parents would hit a child. And it's like your child's in a stroller. So they're not hitting your child. They're bumping the stroller. They're bumping a stroller. Because it's packed with people. But the down part was just seeing a white woman make themselves a victim. The audacity of caucasity. Yes, there you go. So it's made, it made me realize how dramatic and dangerous they are. And it's it's like we're all, everyone was there trying to get their kids seen to be able to be the next star or, or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. But you know that with crowds, especially like this type of, I, I don't know. So for me, it's a difference between someone doing it maliciously mm-hmm. and someone doing it because there's literally no space. Yeah. And granted, you have this big ass uh, stroller. So had you not had your stroller, then there'd have been more room. But it just reminded me that, you know, again, you know, Emmett Till was murdered mm. off of the victimization did I, did, I, did I do that right? You pronounced it correctly. No, yes. I know, no, I knew I pronounced it correctly. I'm saying did I? Context. Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Proud um, of you. And it, it, it's it's down because it's a, it's a scary thing. And it, and it makes you realize like, oh shit. Like, They'll capitalize on this it is any real. moment. Yeah. Like, I'm not arguing with, with, with a white woman. I'm not doing nothing with a white woman ever. Because <laughs> just to see that, like. I would teach my kids, be careful. It's, so. it's real out there. And then But it's real because it's it's real because it's like It's the privilege. You could yeah, exactly. All you gotta do is throw these white tears out and people flock and people are so afraid and so and people are so like we gotta protect and it's like someone ends up dead. This situation, yeah, it wasn't been that serious. People people who were bumping into each other, they were apologizing like yeah. And that's the thing. I feel like anytime you 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 enter or in, insert yourself in a uh, a space or a setting where it's like really crowded, more times than not, I feel like most people are kind of like when they bump into each other, they apologize. They be like, oh, excuse me, my bad, my bad. And it's like you don't take it seriously because it's limited space. So people are going to bump into each other. When we when I go to New Orleans, when I go to Essence Fest or whatever, or I'm at you're at a, any real bar or club that's like packed. You like might bump into each other. You say excuse me. You apologize. You keep it pushing. And it's, um. You know, and that's to be like that should be like kind of like the standard expectation, not like especially when nobody's like maliciously trying to do something. And I get being protective of your child because, you know, if you have a small child with you, but at the same time, you know, if they're safe in a stroller, then let it go. Yeah, it wasn't like somebody like. It's not like somebody pushed your kid to the floor. Yeah. yeah. That would have been different. It would have been different if she had the baby in her arm and somebody like elbowed the baby yeah then yeah it's like i can understand being upset but but again you know that this is a casting call and it might be hectic hectic so you kind of run that risk but yeah so be careful out there um well thank you for that and that wasn't that down that was more like well i said it's down because it's like it's a realization that yeah it wasn't this is something that you have to like combat you know, so it's like it just made me realize, like, 
oh shit. They're dangerous. Yeah. And again, this is what Emmett Till had to deal with. Lost his life over. Yeah. To an extent. she victimized. Herself. So. The audacity of caucasity. Is that going to be the... Uh, <laughs> The um, episode name, of the, name of the episode that might as well be because I mean it's just right there waiting waiting for us to pick it. Um, all right, so I'm going up. So let's go ahead and going up. And my uh, elevator talk for this week is that uh, wrapping up my excitement for the Bachelorette weekend. The Bachelorette weekend has now concluded, and it was a complete success. You had. 10 women from all different parts of the country um, and careers and everything like that descend on New Orleans to celebrate my girl Mercedes before she got married. Yeah, say, say. Oh, my God. So, and most importantly is that Sadie's had, like, and a, a really, really good time. Like, I checked in with her, like, here and there to make sure she was enjoying herself. But, like, everybody got along. We were all there just, like, the right amount of time where, like, everybody was flowing and vibing with each other. Um, and, you know, we did a little bit of everything. We got there. So our flight got delayed. We got there, like, super late. But because it's New Orleans and it's Bourbon Street and it's Halloween, everybody was still down to go out. So we went out at, like, 2, 3 in the morning and then we didn't get back in until like six something in the morning that first night. Do tell. Yes. So I was FaceTiming my sister while she was on her way to work. And I'm just getting into the hotel. Um, then we checked into this like really dope Airbnb. Or, well, Verbo. That's the other app, VRBO. <laughs> um, but same concept. And uh, it was a really dope spot. Um, it was like hood adjacent, but we were safe. And. Um, What's hood adjacent? Hood adjacent is like we were like just inside of what's I guess called Central City, mm-hmm. which like could could be considered like starting of like the rough parts of New Orleans. Technically, it's like on the other side of the Superdome. But I'll put it like this: we were very we were like five minutes from the Super Bowl Super Bowl Superdome driving, but we were still staying on Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. And you know, if you stay on Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, chances are you are in somebody's hood. You might be right. So, but you don't have to say that out like that. But go ahead. I mean, but like Jay Z would say, I'm good on any MLK Boulevard. So, is that what he said? He he did. Did he say it like that? Um, not exactly. Okay. But he did say it. Okay. I'm, I'm, you paraphrasing it. I got paraphrasing. You. So, um, it was just really really great. It was like I love New Orleans. It was cold as balls though. Like I was not expecting it to be that cold. Um, like obviously not summertime, Essence Fest, warm and hot, but it was like what it would have been up here, which was like in the 40s and stuff like that at night. So that wasn't my ideal situation, but everything else from the, the you know, the, the the trolley ride to the twerk shop class to the um, the dinner, everything went like really, really well. And ultimately what's most important is that Mercedes, me. oh, bless you. Um, that Mercedes had an amazing time, and that was my, you know, me and the maid of honor, us with our matron and maid of honor duties, uh, helped get it together, and all the other women helped make it come to fruition, and I'm just happy she had a great time, and I had a great time. That's awesome. I'm glad you had a great time. Thank you. Even though I was thotting and bopping, as you would like to say. Yeah, I mean, that's what you're supposed to do in New Orleans, supposed to thot and bop. Yeah, that's not what you're supposed to do. You're a married woman. Um... I didn't say I was, like, out here, like, 
sleeping with other people, but I can thought and bopping means I can dress sexy and dance around, shake my ass. Mm. Yeah, but no. Thought and bopping definitely doesn't mean that. Whatever. Thought so and bopping means out here. But and that's how you describe your wife. I mean What kind of husband are you? Huh? He's a honest. At least you're honest. Yeah. I can't stand your yeah. ass. I'm leaving my elevator at this point. And now we are going to move on to our relationship tip of the week. Uh, am I going first or are you, my good sir? You can go first. Okay, I will. So my relationship tip of the week um, is stop trying to win. You tell. I don't know, I don't know what that means. So lately, so like to full transparency with our lovely listeners is me and TJ have been on a like a good kick of like getting along, like fucking with each other, um, you know, quality time, just in general, like enjoying each other's company. And part of why I think that that is the case um, is... You've been letting me win? No, not letting you win, but I've made the conscious decision to like, sometimes like I've stopped trying to win. So, so like when... When um I was like when we were coming back from New Orleans, right? And TJ FaceTimed me, but I missed the call and then I texted him and I felt like he was kind of being short with me because he was annoyed because I missed his FaceTime call when he was trying to call with Tatum. And like in the past, I would have like continued to like harp on it, like, but you said this and you interpreted this and I interpreted it this way and you know, you would be short, you would be rude, you would do and like it would have been a thing of like I was trying to like get the last word in. Um, but, and actually twice, twice in like, maybe like the last week, we've had these like text encounters where like we weren't seeing eye to eye and we were communicating through text. But in both situations, I made the conscious effort to be like, I'm telling you how I feel. I'm saying what I have to say. And then I'm letting it go and I'm moving on. And so that for me was like, I'm not going to try and win simply by having the last word or by like strong arming in you into like conceding, which rarely ever happens because TJ doesn't believe in concessions most times. Um, and then by doing that, though, I feel like in both instances where I got frustrated, I got upset, or I was upset because you, I felt like you came at me sideways unnecessarily or something like that, I said my piece, I spoke my piece, and then I was like, I'm moving on. And then in turn, when they were coming back like full circle, it was like, you maybe reflected on what you said or did, and then you like apologized for being short with me. And then that's, you know, I was like, I forgive you, and then we moved on. So it's like, we've been able to like truncate these like arguments that TJ and I have been having because, not solely because of that, but I feel like I've been making a conscious effort to like not try to like argue simply to win, but only if it's like absolutely necessary. And I felt like I should share that nugget with um, our listeners. So, you know, there's a time where you want to win and you want to argue and you want to, like, be the last man or woman standing, and that's perfectly fine. There's a time and place for that. But also, there's a time and place where you're just going to speak your piece, you know, call out what you need to call out, and then be like, and now I'm letting it go and I'm moving on. Because it was more about getting it out and letting it, like, making sure that your, like, opinion was heard. And your truth was heard, but then it's not about like whether or not that person takes your truth and 
accepts it, apologizes, or rejects it. It's just about, I said my piece, and then I'm going. So stop trying to win. Sometimes you just got to say it and then move on. And that was a great tip. Thank Andy. you. You know. I'm good at my job. Mm, you are. I'm not going to be a negative Nancy. Thank you. No what? I said thank you. Oh, okay. Your voice is mad hoarse. I'm just like realizing it right <laughs> now. Um, You're not going to be a shady lady today. You love, you love, you love throwing that out there. Uh, so my tip is going to be don't forget to communicate in the sense of when you first start dating someone, you communicate all the time, I feel like. You find things interesting. You're learning about each other. And then once you get to a certain point in the relationship, it's kind of like you take each other for granted. And mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, I don't got to talk to her or I don't got to talk to him. And, you know, I feel like that can be the downfall to a relationship. Remember to continue the communication, continue getting to know each other, continue uh, laughing together and 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 continue to get to know each other. Yeah. Because even though you've been together for, shit, we've been there for 15 years and I feel like I'm learning newer shit about you now. You know? Like what? Like you like the thought and bop. Oh my God. No, I like I, the, I, I learned that you like exclusives. You don't like me to send you the same pictures that I put on the gram. Yeah, that's very disrespectful. Not, I sent them to you first, though. It's still disrespectful. You got the preview. Nope. I'm pretty sure any 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 of the guys who listen to this is going to be like, she did what? Well, then I but I learned and I sent you some things that. Yeah, well, I had to teach you some things. Not teach me. See, you do always be ta- you do too much. Like Tatum, was, <laughs> like Tatum would say, you do too much. You do too much. You know, I had to teach you some things. Whatever. So does that mean that any pictures that I send you for the exclusivity, I can never post on the gram? Maybe like next year afterwards. Next year. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm just. You gotta have stuff that's exclusive to your partner. I agree. I'll, I'll give you that. That not everyone's going to see. So if you're sending me the same pictures you're going to post online, then I you don't have to send it to me. I you can just, just go, go online. online. Okay. Well, like I said, I learned something. So I will, I'm will. i looking out for my husband. And and with that, I yield. Okay. And I win. You don't win. Oh, I definitely win. You don't. Double time. No. How do you double time win? Because you agree with me. You agree that I taught you something, so because I'm still teaching, I <laughs> you're win. Not, you're barely. I've been teaching you for 15 years. You're, and is that overwhelming you now? No, no. I love being a teacher. <laughs> you're not, though. I, you know. And what exactly have I taught you besides how to spell? <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. But you didn't teach me how to spell. You're right. I taught you grammar. Nah, you nah, you have the grammar because you know. I I let you know when it'll be like that's that's not that that's not it, baby. Well, I go to you because you know. That's I'm, what you do. I'm an expert. Yeah, something you're something like an expert. Uh, I guess that's a good segue to our uh, word of the week. All things grammar and spelling. Sure. Sure. I'm about to fire you up. What did you gonna, What did you thought I was? Gonna, what did you think I was gonna say? No, I was I was gonna continue with this teaching you but go ahead we can go oh i'm sorry no. I, oh i'm ready nope. you you gonna fire my nope. ass up some more nope i won't not at all 
you just be talking yourself out of the box. <laughs> out of control. See, I'm still learning about you. New things. You know, who are you? I'm. I'm just. I'm just being a little more unfiltered. Okay. Sometimes you act like you. Sometimes you've been like you don't like it. So I. But I think you can appreciate. I don't like what. Like, unfiltered things that I say. Sure. Because then you'll be like, you're weird. I mean, because sometimes you'll do something unfiltered at a time that should have been filtered or. Anyway, I'm learning to just accept you for who you are. 15 years in. Thank you. Exactly. I only took that long. I've been accepting you for who you were, though. Cheers. Never mind. Anyway. <laughs> the word of the week is inchoate. Inchoate means just beginning to form. You, you can have an inchoate idea, like the earliest flickers of images for your masterpiece, or an inchoate feeling, like your inchoate sense of annoyance towards your sister's new talking parrot. Or your inchoate sense of annoyance towards your wife's new hairstyle. Oh, you don't like my hair? Nah, I just wanted to throw you in there. Now, your hair is fire. Oh, my God. Now, I mean, when you got those two braids in, looking like Darty B, feel <laughs> oh me? Oh, my God. Shut up. Inchoate. Inchoate. That's, because it's like, is there an H in there? Because it's like silent. Is it like inchoate? My favorite part of the show is. This right here? Can you stump Danny? You might stump me today. Doom, doom, doom. You're not being confident. <sighs> I didn't teach you to be a, a giver up. A giver-upper? Okay. That's not a word, but all right. I mean. Inco- inchoate. Mm-hmm. And it means to, like, to be at the beginning stages of like feeling something. It means just beginning to form. Just beginning. Just begun and so, and so not fully formed or developed. Say the first sentence again, like the in, the, in a sentence. Uh, let me see. You can have an inchoate idea, like the earliest flickers of images for your masterpiece. I... Wrong. Not messing with you, girl. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to spell it like it sounds because I don't know. I N C O A T E. Got it wrong. Damn. I N C H O A T E. I knew. I said, I, see, you I said, said there was probably an H in Should've there. Should have been confident. I couldn't tell. Should have been confident. Okay. Well, at least I know the rules of s- spelling and grammar that, you know, it could have been in there. Ooh. So, well, I'll make a silver lining out of that. As you should. But, um, with that being said, we're going to take a quick little break and hear a word from our sponsor. And then we're going to come back with our quarrel. Hey friend, it's time for you to ditch those workout gloves and get the grip and wrist support you deserve. What do you suggest? You need to get the Gaines Load and Lock Grips by Gaines Sports Gear. They are more durable than gloves, have a non-slip grip pad that provides grip support and added wrist support, unlike your traditional workout gloves, and will protect your hands from calluses. Do they come in different colors? Not only do they come in different colors, but they are available for men and women. Do yourself a favor. Go to GainesSportsGear.com. And remember, a better grip 
equals a better lift. Embrace the process. And you too can embrace the process by using our code LOVERS10. That's L-O-V-E-R-S-10 at Gaines, G-A-I-N-Z, sportsgear.com. Now, back to the show. All right, and we are back. Yes, we are back. Again, live show, November 17th. Mm. It's in two weeks. Yes. From 3 to 5. Come. At the Bowery uh, Poetry Poetry Club. Club. You can take the B, D, or F train there. So we hope to see you there. We have Oprah Rose uh, hosting. Mm. We got Reek. The original black man. The original black man. The one man bandstand. Yes. He's going to do his piece, um, which I, I think people are really going to enjoy. Um, and we're finalizing a few more things. We may have a special guest performance. We might, we might have a couple of things in work, but you won't know about it if you're not there. Oh, I, I like how you just did that. Thank you. I like that. So you need to go to the website and get your tickets. LQ ASAP. Live. LQ Live. That, that event, event right? Come on, you're cutting me off now, bro. I, I was trying to do it in unison. Okay, my fault. Let's do it together. One, two, three. LQ Live. That event, right? This is so stupid. But anyway, <laughs> yes. com. Get your tickets, and, and we can't wait to see y'all there and, and, you know, have a great time and, you know. Um, Turn up. Thank God that we're able to make, an, make this and, and have an opportunity to do this. But what you also should do is on the 16th, is go. go to my guy Reek's event, mm-hmm. Jack in the Box. Uh-oh. You know, so all you can drink, um, Jack Daniels Ugh. for all my dark liquor fans. Dark liquor fans. I am nauseous thinking about it, but I am here. Are for, you really? You know, me and Jack didn't have the best history, but I'm still down for the cause, man. Listen, go get your tickets. Jack in the box, and box is spelled B O C K S. It's kind of like somebody from Boston. Um, Jack in the box dot splash that dot com November 16th. Danny and I will be there. Yes. So uh, come say hello and come kick it with our guy Reek and, you know, and love is quarrel. All righty. And with that being said, we are ready for our quarrel. Are you ready? Sure. So this quarrel is going to be me and TJ going to put on our I think our our man and woman hat. And our mother, father, like parent hats. I think that's the, those are the hats we have to wear for this conversation. Um, so it occurred, not occurred to me. It recently came across my timeline that apparently uh, ra- famous rapper T.I. <laughs> uh, still accompanies his daughter, his teenage daughter, to her gynecologist appointments, which I guess she may not have been going that long, depending on her medical history, um, to ensure that she is still a virgin, to have her hymen checked, or request that the doctor check her hymen, or the doctor ask that the doctor tell him if her hymen is still intact, which reaffirms to him that she is still not having sexual intercourse. Now, that is problematic on a lot of levels, I feel like. Number one, having your hymen be intact does not denote whether or not you've had sex. That's number one. So that's a myth, okay? Um, number two is I I don't feel like that is the place of particularly a father to 
be so invasive. Like, I'm not saying that as a parent, you wouldn't want to know if your child's being sexually active or whatever. But it's not like, to me, it's like, it's not like he wants to know is she sexually active so that way I can make sure that she's prepared, that we've had the necessary conversations, that she's not out here being unsafe. It's like, I just want to make sure that she's staying a virgin. And as a, a woman and as a mother, I feel like that's very invasive of a father to, or a parent in general. I'm not even going to like stigmatize and just make out a man woman thing, but I just feel like it's very invasive of a parent to have this very like specific line of questioning and feeling like you have to like accompany your daughter to the gynecologist appointment. Like her mother can go with her. Yeah, her mother. Yeah, her mother can go with her, and her her vagina, her sex, her sexual uh, experiences are not like a hundred percent. You don't get like I feel like it's just something that like unless you're if you're if you have that relationship with your father. Let me say that. That's one thing. If you are not in that have do not have that relationship with one of your parents, and that should not be the parent that should be like pressing you about that. Like that's just that's a lot of pressure. Like you got to stay a virgin. I want to have check make sure I'm going to talk to your doctor and make sure your hymen is checked. I don't even know how true this is because honestly, doctor, like once you reach a certain age, like she had to sign off. So she signed off. That's in his story. That's how it was. So she like so probably was pressured to so in do the story, so. Story it was like. The doctor was saying like he couldn't give it, and yeah, he's exactly. in front of her, and Tia got her to say okay, wave her rights. Yeah, um, that's another problem. The, the doctor was saying like the hymen can be broken if they're like bike riding yep. or just different stuff, and he was Tia said like she don't do any of that stuff, so the only way her hymen be broken is if she fucking. Pretty pretty much that's what he. I mean, I guess that's what he was getting at. I I don't. So let's talk about this because I'm a guy. I don't have an hymen. And you are the father of a daughter. I am. So at this gynecologist, they check to see if your hymen's intact. They, they can tell. No, that's not typically what's done during a gyneco- gynecological exam. Okay. They give you. They check your. They use that thing. A speculum. Yeah. Um. They will. You know, you put your feet in the stirrups and they examine your... I mean, of course, they can see everything from the outside, but then they do the speculum and then they'll take a swab and, or, and do a pap smear. Mm-hmm. Um, they... You're teaching. Uh, what are they, you teaching me? Oh. I, I don't want to say my male listeners don't know this, it, but go ahead. Sometimes they will, like, insert... I think maybe they can tell, I guess, if they... I don't think that's what they're looking for, but sometimes they'll have to insert, like two fingers to like check like to feel to make sure everything is like in place and feels okay but i don't so they be putting two fingers in you it's happened since, since we've been together we've been together forever you're part of the reason why i started going to the gynecologist oh whoa, whoa, whoa. see me to tell me they be putting two fingers it's i have had that at, during an exam yes oh you ain't never tell me that because it's routine we're not going back yeah, whatever. It's over for that. So now I'm playing. They check. They do a pap smear. Uh-huh. They push on your like lower your pelvic area to make okay. sure everything feels. That's usually I think when they put the two fingers in, they push on your pelvic area to make sure everything feels good. They'll ask you 
they'll like they'll push on it from the outside they'll ask you if anything hurts when they touch like your pelvic area your stomach or anything like that and then they'll um they'll you i've had like been given like a breast exam during that so they'll like feel for any lumps or anything like that so they just feel all over your body i mean all in my like reproductive organs yeah i want to be so jokey right now but i'm not I'm gonna stop because it's a serious moment. So right. that so like I to my knowledge, so, they are not actively looking to see if you are have, if your hymen is intact. I mean, I guess they could, yeah, like they're down there or they can feel or whatever, but it's not like I, I don't gather that it's protocol to be like, oh, is this person fucking or not? Like that's not the the gynecologist's job. It's their job to make sure that your reproductive organs are healthy, both inside and out. And that's it. So I figured we can talk about it just because it's a hot topic. And because Danny said that I wouldn't. You said some. What did you say I said earlier? you couldn't. You, yeah, she said I couldn't. You you could which, not. Which made me want to talk with her about the situation because I would not. But don't tell me that I could not. Don't tell me I can't do anything. I understand, like, it's just, you're, like, that's being obstinate and, like, just digging your, like, heels in because you just want to be defiant. Oh, I'm not being but defiant. I'm saying that, like. What if my daughter wanted me there? If she What want, if my daughter. If Tatum turns around and says, I want you, or any daughter. So then you have can't a, say I can't. No, then I wouldn't say you can't. But I'm saying is that I'm going to err on the side of caution and just pretty much, pretty knowing who I am as a mother and knowing who you are as a person, I don't think Tatum would want you to accompany her to the gynecologist. I'm her best friend. You are her best friend. You're also person her in the world. father. You're her father. We're not going to have any secrets. Nobody's going to have any secrets, but she may not want her daddy with her at the gynecologist. I mean, now, I, I don't This is coming from that. somebody who my father took me to my first GYN exam. I mean, he was a great man. Yes. You know. That's my guy. My, Gregory was a real one. Yeah. But he also did not ask the doctor for my information on my no, virginity I, I, I think or he was he was not able to stand in the room of, with me of there's like privacy issues there there's it's like a major privacy issue non-trust issues um and, and just because she's not sexually active like just because she's a virgin there doesn't mean she's a virgin anywhere else like and you got more than one hole doesn't mean that you're forcing her to kind of do other things or, you know. Like how many, there'd be girls, there, there's a whole, like. It's a lot of people. There's who, a whole theme in porn where it's like, only in the ass because I don't want anybody to think I'm not a virgin. Like. What kind of porn do you be watching? There is, I've seen it on your bang bros. No. Yes, I no. have. Yes, I have. No. There was a bang bros episode where the girl only did anal because she was like, the storyline was, I'm a Catholic and I don't want to lose my virginity because it's against the Bible and they did her in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that. They, I don't remember that. They there did. was a porn star though who only did anal. They did her in the butt. No. No. I, I promise you they what, were in what that. What was the episode name, Danny? I don't know. It was the white van. <laughs> it was it was the, 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 the white van? The bullshit fucking setup of like oh here we just happened upon a pretty you know racially ambiguous girl and she's gonna talk about she's got on like a plaid skirt and they did her in the butt they did her in the butt they did her in the butt it is a privacy thing though you're not going to violate my like you should not be violating your daughter's privacy now i understand as a parent like your child does not even 
to up until a certain age, your child really doesn't need any privacy because there's nothing really that they should be hiding. But there also needs to be an understanding and expectation that everybody that once you do have a right to privacy, that that you need to we need to model to our kids how someone is supposed to respect that privacy and those boundaries because it's not good enough to be like, oh, well, I'm her parent and I need to know her business or his business forever and ever amen it's just like i want to know because i want to make sure my child is being safe but if i'm going to bully my way into this information then i'm either going to have a child who's going to never feel like they can come talk to me about the real deal because they feel like they're scared and they're going to just or and they're going to just do whatever it is um that i say and it's it's going to be unproductive or you're going to have someone who's going to start sneaking around and doing all types of fuck shit because they feel like they can't they can't find a modicum of privacy that someone that's age appropriate right and like teenagers have sex like it's as long i don't think it's ideal though i don't think anybody wants their teenager having sex nobody wants a teenager to have sex but i also would fact we were teenagers when we started having sex we were and so like it is what it is like teenagers have sex but at the same time there was a and even though i didn't have like the most ideal situation as far as like my parents finding out that i was sexually active at the same time, I also... You were the aggressor, too. Oh, my God. Hey, listen. I don't want your mother listening to this, and then she'd be like, you corrupted my baby, because she thinks she think that you became who you are because you dated me, which I'll take that compliment, because I definitely evolved you. <sighs> but Danny was the aggressor every time. And so, point I'm trying to make, though, is that... Can you, can, can you agree with that? I did initiate the progression of our sexual life yes. okay thank you when we first started dating thank you i, I need to put on a wax that's fine well i don't know we can't call it wax but anyway yeah. go ahead so i just think that like even like i was still equipped with like the information to know how to be safe because what i will also say is that even though i was the initiator of our different like the different sexual things that you and i did as we as we progressed in our early relationship i also was like very adamant about being safe like birth control condoms like i'm not playing around i'm not trying to get pregnant um getting tested when i went to the gynecologist all that stuff because i'm like i'm not trying to be out here catching cooties and um but at the same time like no i didn't feel like i could like talk to my mom or my dad about like yeah i'm having sex although i did like i don't know if i ever told this story on the show have i you think i ever told this story about you get on birth control? Yeah. You might have, but I mean... Okay, so... We're 80-something episodes in, you know. So my so my journey to, like, safety, sexual safety, I knew that, like, me and TJ were getting serious. I knew that, like, basically I wanted to have sex. And... um, But I did not want to have sex without being on some type of birth control. And while condoms was cool, but condoms break, and I was a... Very aware and safe, but still very like naive. Hey Shayla, go to like the seventeen-year-old mark. Yeah, so like seventeen-year-old Danny, and basically like I went to, so I went. I never forget. I was sitting. My mom. <laughs> I was in the kitchen in our house in Queens. My mom was cleaning like out the microwave or something, and I was like, Ma, I was like, I think I need to go to the gynecologist. And she was like, she looked at me like side eyes. She was like, For what? And I was like, Well, you know, I'm getting older, and I'm like, Plus, I'm like, I really feel like you know. I might be ready to like take it to the next level and everything like that with like <laughs> TJ. And she just closed the microwave door and she was like, it is not always cracked up to be and he is a junior. 
And that was her entire, like, response to me saying I wanted to get on birth control. Then I asked my sister. I was like, sis, I really want to, like, I think I'm ready to have sex. I want to get on birth control. But she's in Baltimore. I'm in New York. And she's like, just wait, just wait. Like, it's fine, it's fine. She really wasn't trying to, like, hear me. Now, my mentor, uh, shout out to Fee, she was willing to take me to uh, get birth control. She was like, look, I can take you to Planned Parenthood or whatever. But twofold, the smart side of my brain was like, I don't want her to take me. And then, God forbid, my parents find out and then they won't let me see her again because she was a great mentor. Um, well, your mother definitely would have. She would have like, you'll never see her fucking yeah. again. Your father would have probably understood. Yeah, but then on the other side, I was like, Planned Parenthood, going there, that's where like, like pregnant bitches go. And I was like, and I was like, that's that was just dumb and ignorant. Yeah, but bougie, um, bougie. Yeah, yeah. that's happening from Queens Sh- and grew up in. Never mind. Go ahead. Shut up. So, I ultimately, I ne- I. Went into my parents' bedroom. My dad was, like, laying on the bed watching TV. <laughs> and I sat down next to him. And I was like... And he could kind of tell something was wrong. You didn't shoot the shit first? Um, maybe a little bit. But I was like... You know, I did one of these, like... <sighs> and he was like... What's wrong? He was like... He kind of, like, looked at me. He, like, looked over to the left. And he was like, what's going on? And basically, I told him that, like, I was feeling like I was ready to have sex and I asked several people about taking me to the doctor so I can get on birth control so I could be safe and everybody was telling me no and telling me to wait and my dad was like he sat he kind of laid there for a minute real quiet like he does when he's thinking and he was like I'm sorry and I was like, sorry for what? And I mean, like, I was like super scared and embarrassed and nervous because I'm like, I'm talking to my dad about like fucking and getting on birth control. And he basically, I was like, and I thought he was going to be like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry, I can't. Mm-hmm. But then he said that I'm sorry because he was like, I'm sorry that you had to go through all these like no's and doors in your face to, to the point where you felt like you had no other like recourse but then to come to me. And he was like, if you, he was like, you obviously feel so you obviously are serious about what you're saying because if you weren't then you wouldn't have come to me like you wouldn't have felt like you had to come to your dad i know how basically he was like he understood like how difficult that must have been and so with that being said he did take me to my first gynecologist appointment but he waited in the motherfucking waiting room shout out to the legend and, money yeah this week actually you know side note this week makes two years since his passing so it's i know two years already but um it's kind of cool. I think it's funny how we like brought came upon this story, because that's how like dope my dad was. Is like he he's like he said it. He was like he was like in no way do I condone this. He was like, but you must be serious if he you're coming a, to me. He was a great father. He I was. Mean, I hate to use the past tense, but I mean he's 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 not he with us. He is a great father. Yeah. So. But it's okay. So that's our Especially story. to girls. Yeah. Um. So. But saying that all to say. He did not come with me into the way into the into the room. He did not inquire with my the gynecologist like is she already having sex? What what's her hymen doing? Because that wasn't his business. It was his business to make sure that his daughter like my father made it up made it clear to me that 
without ever necessarily explicitly saying it, that I could come to him with anything, even though he wasn't my first choice. I mean, that's how it should be, though. It should be. But but because but, he yes. never but he never impressed upon me, like, no, if you have sex, I'm going to kill you. You better stay a virgin until you're 25. No, no I, I think all that stuff is, is falsehoods and, and bad ways of thinking. Yeah. And it's sexist because it's not ever applied to boys. Yeah. No. I don't think he told his sons that they better still Probably be Probably dapped them up. Um. So I, I mean I can see where it, where the statement can be problematic. Um, I also think that you know you got to raise your children the best way you can, and you got to instill in them their self worth. And mm-hmm. your child would make uh, you know they'll make the decision that's gonna be best for them, but you shouldn't. You shouldn't be as strict, I, I guess. I would love to hear his philosophy on what he tells all his kids. Now, if he did this for all his kids, if he went to all his doctor, if he went to all the doctor visits for all the kids, when the sons was there, he'll ask, you know, are they having sex and making them do STDs te- testing to see and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Then I would say, okay, he's he's doing it fairly across the board, but it does seem like he's setting this weird standard for his girls that you know they can't and they shouldn't have sex because they're because Because they're they're girls because they're they're women yes so and that's not fair because it takes two to fuck so hey and we know ti and we know ti be fucking and austin not just tiny so come on stop being a shady lady listen allegedly okay and we all know that most of the time women are the aggressors, so. That's also not true. I'm just speaking from my experience. That's your and your only experience, so. You're, you, were the, you were extremely aggressive. I was not extremely aggressive. When I first met you, I was still playing with my action figures. I was a regular kid. Oh, and then I just kind of grew you up. Listen, you started thotting and bopping. Oh, my God. That's why my hip is popping right now. But, yeah. Ultimately, so yeah, parents, you we have a right to know the ins and outs of what's going on in our children's lives. But then there comes a point in time where, as difficult as it may be, and it probably will be difficult for me too, where there's a shift that occurs, and but as you your children start to become young adults, you're no, there's you a know modicum it's happen, of privacy. But you should teach them certain things. No, I don't want my daughter having sex at a young age. But if it happens, I'm gonna, I want to be there for her. I don't want her to feel like. She can't come to me. If she does something and whatever happens, happens, that's something that I would want her to feel comfortable enough to say, Dad, this happened, and not feel like she can't come to me. Or, you know, I feel like sometimes kids are are pressured to doing things or they do stuff, but they keep it a secret because of the fear of what can happen. And it shouldn't be no fear. I've always said that I would want my children male, female, to feel like they can come to me regardless, no matter what situation. Listen, you get suspended from school, you come to Pop. We can still have this conversation. Pop may be angry, but I'm not going to, like, beat the shit out of you or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, Or, like, c- continuously that's one thing I would say that, shame or shame that, that my father did very well. My father was not a believer in beatings. Now, now my mother, mother, she will pass. She's a slave master. 
She's going to love hearing that. She's a slave master. She probably owned four plantations in her life. Past life. Because she would beat for anything. Now, Ice, that's when that's when Ice was like the clutches. Like, oh, shit, I'm about to get in trouble. Hey, I got to call Ice. Listen. <laughs> like, what will you Listen, say? I would tell him the situation. I'd be like, you know, I really couldn't go to my mother. How many times were you suspended from school? I was suspended from school twice that I can remember. That was like in middle school. I've never been suspended. Well, you're... You also graduated in four years. I mean, what the fuck? Oh, whatever. We can't all be as great as you. No, it's not but that I was big suspended of a deal. It means for, nothing. I was suspended. Again, I was into, like, wrestling. I'm still into wrestling. Toys. No, but uh. this, I'm saying wrestling because, uh-huh. you know, some people be like, uh, whatever. Anyway, it's my guilty pleasure. But this kid, Donald, we used to, like, Ric Flair chop each other. So he got me and he booked it. <laughs> I was like, once I seen him, I'm going to get him. And he's in a cafeteria. And I must have really went 100. I wish you could see him, like, like, looking off. He was one of those. And then he wanted to fight. And then we got suspended for that. And then you should have seen Ice in there. They were trying to give me, like, these charges that that, that, that would have went in my record. And Ice was like a fucking lawyer. Like, this says this, 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 and this. So you're mean to tell me, like... He was breaking this shit down. So I may have had like five charges that was going to go on my case. Mm. I left with one. Mm. It's like, okay. All right, Johnny. Mm. I see you, Johnny. If the glove don't fit, you must acquit. I think the other time I threw a pencil at somebody and they suspended <laughs> me. Some shit like that. Let me tell you. See, again, back. Back to my pops. Dope. I got suspended <laughs> on like a Tuesday. Wednesday. I'm like, oh shit! I haven't told, like, I haven't told nobody. So they, they were like, where the fuck you going? <laughs> no, no, I haven't told my parents that I got suspended. So they like, why you not getting up for school? Pretty much. You, my mother was gone already. Fucking idiot. So ice was still there, and I was like, so I'm, I'm like, <laughs> and I'm fully dressed. <laughs> I'm fully dressed. You prepared to pretend like you was going to school? Fuck yes. <laughs> and then I tell, I told him what happened, and he was like. All right, don't worry about it. We'll, we'll talk about it later. And I got undressed and started playing video games. Oh, my goodness. But Ice was my savior. Ice made it so much easier. So, you know, using that as a reference that, you know, to be a, a, a good parent doesn't mean that you have to be a helicopter parent. doesn't mean that you have to... Agree. You know, know every single iota of a detail about your child. You should know important stuff. Yeah. And I feel like either parent should should know a lot of stuff so that way they can navigate to make sure that their children are are good. Yeah. But you shouldn't be to the point that that your child can't make mistakes or can't decide for themselves. Like, there's no reason why. Like, if your daughter tells you I'm a virgin. It shouldn't have to be like, nah. Prove it. Yeah, exactly. So, so I didn't like that aspect of it. But the quarrel is you said I can't. And I didn't like that. I'm saying that. I'd rather you say you shouldn't. I'm saying you shouldn't. But, but what I'm saying but is But to that, say I can't. like What I'm saying is that. I can do whatever I want. Okay. And you can do whatever short you want. Short of Tatum or any daughter we might have after preferring you there or asking you to be there. If it, all I'm saying is if the scenario came that it has something to do with a, our daughter's reproductive health and she did not want you there and you wanted to be there 
then, I would never then do it that, would be that it would that's, be that's then it would different. be you can't come if she, if you want to and she says no and she's 16 yeah, that's that's a little bit different then it's if you're you, using you, it in that reference you cannot yes, go can. now here's my question even though you you feel like even though you you have the precedent that you want to set with your your child your your child Tatum and any children that would come after mm-hmm. that they can talk to you about anything or whatever my only question for you like let's talk about Tatum since we know her sex and we know her um what would you be hurt if she did not want to come to you with like everything like her, like way. if she like if Tatum's 18 and she has sex for the first time and she's like I love my dad. I know I could tell him with everything, but I'm not comfortable telling my dad I just had sex for the first time. And like she tells me, but like I think I, it depends on where I'm at in my life. Okay, so like you think so you don't know if your feelings would be hurt or not. I don't know. I mean, but I, but I can understand probably not wanting to tell your parent. But then again, not necessarily because my mother knew. Like my mother was the one who taught me about sex. My father. That wasn't a me and ice thing. That was a me and my mother thing. Like yeah, because she didn't want me to be a. A dud stud, as she likes to call it. Oh, my God. But, you know, so... Mm. I'm, my mother told a lot of, like, the men in our family about sex. She she was gun-ho, serious about Dr. it. Dr. Ruth ended up. Yeah, so... I didn't... I, I, would, I never felt uncomfortable having that conversation with my mother. So, that's what I'm saying. It, it just depends. But, right now, I mean, I might be hurt. To be honest with you, like if we have a relationship that there's no secrets and then you keep a secret, then it's kind of like, damn, we really don't have no secrets. I mean, we, we yeah. Well, you do have one, but yeah, you, but, but you'd understand. I'm saying. I'm saying that I can understand, but I can also understand that if if the precedent has been like, listen, we open. You don't ever have to lie to me. You don't ever have to, no matter how embarrassed you might be or, or how embarrassed you think the situation might be. I'm here for you. And you tell me everything else, but then you leave this one detail out. I might feel like, damn, what we build didn't matter. But again, I'm still going to support my child. Yeah. But I'm saying I, that now is just now. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it could be that way. But 16 I just, years from now, I might be like, oh, I get it. Cool. Be yeah. great. True. Well, if she don't want you there, you can go. Yes, she can ask me to leave the room if the doctor. Well, they won't let you in the room. What you mean? Like, when I went to the gynecologist for the first time, like, I would, they, unless you want them there, they can make you leave. Yeah, that's that's what I just said. And I really don't think they're going to do it with a father in the room, honestly. So, to me. All right, well, you take it, the fuck? Well, I think that that is where we're going to end it since he's, you know, TJ wants to be so sweet to me at the the last part of that quarrel. Um, Folks, this has been yet another episode of Lover's Quarrel. You know that you can always find us on Instagram at Lover's Quarrel Show, on Twitter at Lover's Quarrel 7, or email us with all your feedback, questions, concerns at loversquarrelshow at gmail.com. Guys, this live show is going to be a real thing that we want you to come and celebrate with us and sit with us and laugh with us and chat with us and see all of the things we have planned for you guys. So make sure you go to lqlive.eventbrite.com and get your tickets because it is on November 17th from 3 to 5 at the Bowery Poetry Club. So be there or be square. 
Um, and as always, I am your girl TJ. I'm. I said I am your girl TJ. Yes. <laughs> My bad. I am your girl Danny. And I'm your guy TJ. And you know that we fuss. We fight, but, but we, we love. love. Bye. Mm. That was funny. Yeah, it was your buckethead. Shut up. All right, I'm about to go get your daughter. Say bye bye. Bye bye.